Welcome back to another episode of the Movement Podcast with Steph and Trev, where we're on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win and want to see others win. I'm Trevor. I'm not. That's correct. You're not. Not Trevor. You're not me. Trevor. You are not him. You are not him. Does it make you upset when people spell your name with an O-R? Not at all. It used to. Just like, come on, get Back right. in my younger day, I'd be like, why can't y'all spell my name right? It ain't Trevor, it's Trevor. Trevor. Now I don't care. Hello, Trevor. Because really, it was my mom's fault for being difficult and wanting to be different, which is great. I actually like it. I, I like feel like E-R makes more sense. It makes way more sense. Trevor. In today's world. No one really says Trevor. No. And if they do, but how many words them. have or that are pronounced er? It's true. Well, mm-hmm. I can't think of any, but I know that there's a bunch out there. Word, 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 word. How many words? Er, it many should be ward. Ward. How many words? W o r d, but pronounced er. Words. Man, we're like going places. Trevor, Trevor. I don't know. We're smart. We should have created the People English used language. to mess up my name all the time. Stephanie? Yes. And it was Ste- annoying. Stephone? And it was in the most. Spell Stephon with You know a. what? It was never in like a one on one situation to where it's like not a big deal and I can just correct you on the spot. It was always in front of a bunch of people. It was people. always in front of people. So when growing up, my least favorite days it was the first day, first of, day school. of school and anytime we had a sub. Because I'm like, this these bitches are about to say my name wrong. Here it comes. And so for the longest time, it was super embarrassing. Then I was like, okay, I can take action here. So what I started to do is I would Get show class up early. to first day of school early on purpose. Because I was like, I unless the teachers knew my knew who I was, yeah. which later on in school. It was really only like elementary and middle school, like seventh grade. Really. And then new schools. Yeah, new schools, um, which I went to a lot. So that was annoying. But other than that, I would say like in when I got older, like deeper in elementary school, there would be times when it would happen and I would just like look around the room. Wouldn't it's not me. I'm like, you're not talking about me. That's my name me. is Stefan. You got the wrong motherfucker. I didn't I say actually that because in elementary school, but you know. One of my teachers pronounced my name Trevere. Whoa. I'm like, wow, you are a teacher? Just making shit up. And the bad thing was, the, the dumb thing was, this was in sixth grade, and we did, like, homeroom roll call out of the cafeteria. So your first day, very first place you go off the bus, cafeteria, or when you're dropped off. Yeah. Cafeteria, and that's where the teachers called their homeroom roll call. Mm-hmm. She called me Trevor Miller in the cafeteria. We got back to the classroom, and she took roll to make sure she had everybody, and then she called me Trevere. Did I was she have like, a stroke on the way? I was like, you called my name for the right the first time. What changed? Did, Did you just read that the whole way back here? and was like, I think I pronounced that wrong. It must be Trevere. Yep. I was like, nope, you got it right the first time. It's Trevor. Trevere. Trevere. Trevere, get your ass over here. And she said it like she wasn't sure. Trevere? Mm-hmm. No, she did the old question mark at the end. It was right the first time. She did the old Bruce Almighty. No, she did the old Anchorman. That's what it is. I'm wrong. Yep. 
Well, so never, that was the only time anybody's ever pronounced my name incorrectly, but people spell it wrong all the time. I don't care. Well, my issue with my name was don't put the E at the end. What do you mean with your parents? Yeah. Yeah. Just Stefan. It's just Stefan. No. It stops. But the E silent. I know. We have to have silent English letters. English is so stupid. What are silent letters? They're just not. They're there, but they're Why? not there. But they're, but they're there. Knife. Hey, Knife. we're going to throw everyone off. We're going to put a K here. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but. But don't pronounce a K. There's that TikTok we were watching. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> What's the T in Tsunami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it, why are you there? Or what was the other one? Um, pneumonia. 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 It's here, but don't you say it. But Better also, not. don't you spell it wrong. Better put that P there. You sir. better spell it correctly. Better. I'll slap you. What's the? Why Who is, made it? Why is there a? a Who U? made the words? Why is there a E or it's pneumonia? It's pneumonia. So why is there a U in there? Why can't it just be N E monia? Pneumonia. 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 I don't know. Who is the who's in charge? Who's in charge of this? Who who created these words? I feel like there was like one person who was just setting their ways. Because you can't tell me if no, there's a this bunch is of how people. it goes. This is how it goes. Just listen. This is how it goes. Okay? I feel like if there was multiple people making this decision, someone in that leadership role should be like, hold on. But everybody took it on. Why are we spelling pneumonia Every, with a P. everybody took it on how come there weren't questions earlier on like yo we've been saying it like this and spell the fu- get this p out of here this doesn't make any sense get your p out of here get it out scoop it out get the p out scoop the p get this k out of knife and knight knight like knight in shining armor knight. spelled with a k yeah but get it out we don't need it it's unnecessary night time it's different yeah because why uh mm-hmm. I feel it's dumb. A, it's a different word, so it needs to have different letters. We need to separate these. We need to make sure everyone knows that we're talking about a knight in shining armor, not the knight like, after day. I feel like we'll know that when you finish your sentence. Well, just where a knight in shining armor? Oh, like how tall is he? No, like a knight. You know, like, like nighttime just, in shining armor. That's yeah, what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, so we Context should probably clues. put a K so people know the difference. Context clues. Stupid. Well. Oh well. If we spelled, I don't know what we don't. I feel like we don't even really need context clues. No, we like just, no, we need context clues. We don't yeah. need extra letters. No, we just pay attention to what's going on. That's it. <laughs> we don't need unnecessarily <laughs> unnecessary silent letters. We just need context clues. That's it. We need to write a letter to someone. Write a letter with a W, mm-hmm. not a R I G H T. Not Turner. A W R I T E. Write them hard. Dumb. Say write them hard. I said write. It sounded them. like I said ride. Don't do that. See, I mean, I use context clues. I knew what you were talking about. You write them hard. Right. Yeah. It's true. Well, um, speaking of hard, this has nothing to do with hard, but made me think of it. I don't know how, but uh, I was on social media. I was on the socials, and it was a Colin Kaepernick meme. Oh gosh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> and. Uh, and it's so it's you know it's one of those things where it's like it's funny because it's true. It was talking about how it said how come everybody's fighting so hard for Kaepernick to get a starting job but no one picks him up on Madden. Mm. That's true. It's so true. And nobody want him on their team. Nobody. 
So I thought that was funny. I'll share it with you. I thought I think it's great. It's I don't true. understand why he's still relevant in NFL talk. I don't think he's relevant anymore. He's I think he could easily be relevant. Yeah. I think if someone was just wanted to create nonsense and chaos. This that's the thing. It's not about his it's not about his skill. It's about the fact that he's a douche. Yeah. He's just a douche. He's trouble. Yeah, like he's you trouble. want that? People are like, oh, they're not giving him a chance. It's unfair. They're racist. Like, or I just don't want a piece of shit who's gonna bring all kinds of drama to my team. Well, my whole thing was going from a starter to this the protest. Was that like he wasn't starting that game? No. That's I think this his protest, like this is strictly my opinion. Just from what I gathered of the situation, this is my opinion of that whole thing. I do not believe deep down in my soul that he was protesting anything. I think he was being a pissing and moaning and whining little bitch that he wasn't starting. And he sat his ass on the bench because if you look at him the very first time, he did not stand for for the national anthem. He was not taking a knee. Mm. He was sitting on his ass on the bench with his arms folded, looking like his parents just told him that he can't have the toy really? and the Happy Meal. I didn't realize he was sitting on the bench. Yes. And so that's what I'm like. This motherfucker wasn't protesting, and that interviewed him afterwards. I literally think he came up with that on the spot. I r- genuinely do. Saying that he's not going to stand uh, for a flag that represents so much injustice. And I'm like... Dude, you weren't kneeling. You were fucking sitting on your on your ass with your arms folded, pouting that you weren't <laughs> starting. Literally, I just typed in Colin Kaepernick was benched. First, at the top, after being benched for former Jaguars bust, Blaine Gabbert, in the 2016 preseason, Kaepernick pouted by sitting on the bench during mm-hmm. the national anthem. Thank you. So that is my opinion. And I wow. literally think he made up that that kneeling protests i think he made that up on the spot and then going forward he started taking a knee and was like yeah come on join me social injustice it's like bitch you weren't thinking that you were thinking how pissed off you were that you weren't starting that's exactly what it was huh interesting so i think his protesting idea was all a load of shit and then he just went with it because the media took it yeah. And everybody took off with it. So he's like, oh, fine. I'm going to make a big stance and get eyes back on me. It's like, dude wasn't performing. At his best, he was a fucking beast. But huh. then he fell off. And he started sucking and started. I didn't realize Blaine Gabbert was in San Francisco. Acting like a little bitch. And nobody wants him on their team because of all the negative drama that he brings. Hmm. All the negative sense. attention. Well, drama is negative no matter what. Because well, now he's just like married to this. I mean, literally, you Google his name, it's a civil rights activist. Yeah. So I'm like. Like, dude. I mean, that's cool. You do that. Yeah, but, but I don't think his intentions were there. No. Which is Which, because I'm like, something so important as that. How do people, how do you not get behind it? Right. Exactly. But when you know someone's not genuine about a cause, it's easy to just be like, okay. Because I'm like. What does he do? I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't do anything. I don't know. But I'm just like, 
for you to have such a big platform in the NFL and then make your exodus of the NFL all about this Black Lives Matter civil rights protest, which again, the idea or that concept I get, but I'm like now, and I'm not saying he doesn't do anything now. I'm sure he does, but I'm like, it just yeah, doesn't the seem like spotlights on a, him and he has to, to cover his own ass. It just doesn't seem like there's a big following because, because people know it's not genuine, right? you know? Cause I'm like, if someone of that caliber, like really took action and was like, you know what? This is my purpose is to fight for this cause. It'd be all over his I feel like it'd media. be, and then again, I don't follow him, so I don't know. But I'm yeah, just like, know. it doesn't seem like there's a big like. Well, if he was so slower. passionate as he says he is, he'd have been doing stuff before, like posting about it. And social media was big when he did that. Or like, why? So like, why try to go back been, in the NFL? Uh, if you know, super this is like what you want to do, right? Why are you yeah. trying to get back in? And not only that, but when they went to the Super Bowl and motherfucker was starting, I didn't see him taking no knees. Yeah. I didn't see him sit during the national anthem until he got benched and he was fucking pouting. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know. That makes sense though. You can clearly see in his face. He's just mad. When he's sitting on the bench, he literally looks like a toddler pissed off that something didn't go his way. He's just got a sourpuss look on his face, arms folded, like not even sitting upright on the bench. He's slouched. Yeah. Like with half of his ass. I remember the picture. I just hanging off the bench. Yeah. Like literally looks like someone just told you, no, you can't have that. And then Dang. he's like, mm, fine. That's nope. what it seems like to me. So I've never been on board with his kneeling thing. One, because you're kneeling for a flag that I'm very, very passionate about. Right. Which that's your right. If people want to kneel for that, like that's your right. I think you look like an ungrateful asshole, mm-hmm. but that's your right. Yeah. But for him, I'm like, dude, that was not your intentions. You're no. just you're just fucking riding with it because yeah, everybody took off with it. Yeah. And, now, and now you don't have to worry about answering questions about why aren't you starting. Yeah, because your, now you're just going to say race, racist, racist, racist. It's all, yeah. So anyways, uh, we got deep in that. Doesn't even <laughs> want to talk about how his stats have declined drastically yeah. before he got benched. Right, which is why he got benched. And – in the NFL, and they even gave him shots after that. They gave him chances, and he still shit the bed. Yeah. In the NFL, it's like, especially it's the quarterback position, like you got to perform. Got to perform. And if you're not, especially if you're on the fence, like it's not like if Aaron Rodgers is having a bad couple games, they're just going to be like, all right, we're getting rid of this guy. Right. It's for for a guy like him, same, same concept as like a Trey Lance or um, Baker Mayfield. Like guys who are just on the on like yep you're you, on the fence. you have potential you make you one or two cannot, bad moves like, we're giving somebody else the a Browns shot. let go of Baker because it's like man yep. you were just right there but you were never there yep and we can't be waiting I mean shit there's been greats that have been benched yeah Peyton Manning's been benched for a poor performance in one game granted he didn't stay benched obviously he's arguably the best quarterback of all time yeah. but he's been benched and he didn't sit there and say. Oh fuck this! I'm just gonna sit on the bench for the American or for the national anthem or whatever. Yeah, like he didn't throw a fit. He just knew, wow, I'm sucking right now, and it's actually better that I don't play. Right. Well, I think like the difference in people like that, which kind of goes right into our first segment, is how how they look at life. 
mm-hmm. right? And everyone looks at life a specific way. Everyone goes about life a specific way. And a lot of that, a lot of it in the beginning, especially I would say like when you're, I don't know, like a early to mid teenager and then beyond, like you definitely, a lot of the way you think about life has, has to do with your environment, your surroundings, your upbringing, your parents, like has a lot to do with that. Um, And then, but then as like you get older, you're, you know, teenager, you're in high school, you're in college. I think people forget that they have a lot of say in who they're around, what they're doing, what they're watching, what they're listening to. They have all the say. They have all the say. And over time, that begins to shape the framework of people's lives, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and then there's this quote which kind of helped helped us get into this first topic of the segment. Um, it was none other than the homie Gary V, who we mm-hmm. love, right? He's, he's Shout out totally Gary. our homie. He's our homie. Um, but he said this, and it was so good because, and I, and one of the reasons why I love Gary is because he's he's very simple. Goes about life very simply. He makes he makes you view life in a simple way so that you can maximize it. He makes right? you think. Make sure, yeah. Um, and he said this, and it was really good. This is what he said, just word for word. He said in this uh, interview, he did a podcast interview. He said, if your framework in life is negativity, insecurity, and fear, you will be mean. If it's positivity, optimism, and lack of fear, you will be nice. And I want to add one thing to both of those. On the mean part, if your framework of life has to deal with emotions and impulse, dealing with situations with your emotions and impulse, you're going to be mean Mm -hmm. because you're taught to just act how you feel Yeah. in the moment. And if you think through situations with logic, like using your common sense, looking at things for how they really are, what what it is, what it is, mm-hmm. and you're able to process that, you're going to be nice. Yeah. Because your, your, your problems are put into perspective. Like no matter what you're going through, there's people that, as I'm looking at this book on our shelf, Thirst, that literally die because they don't have clean drinking water. Right. Like they're vomiting and diarying themselves literally to death, death. Right. Yeah. Because they're, they don't have clean drinking water. Right. So if you can look at your problems, quote unquote, your issues from a different perspective and look at them for what they really are, mm-hmm. like you're going to be a lot nicer. Yeah. And I, stop blowing your problems up as if the world revolves around you. Yeah. I, I like, as you were saying it, I was like, maybe not even nicer and mean to what you said, but maybe like you'll be less stressed or more stressed. Level-headed. Right? Because it's like if if you're not able to do the things that you just said, then you're going to feel more stressed or you won't feel as stressed because of just your ability to not react or to stop, pause, and process and like Mm – think about, okay, like, what is this really about? Or is this really that bad? Like, is it, you know? Um, So we can, there's two concepts we can talk. We can talk about that quote as a whole, but the first thing, which is 
before he went into this quote, he talked about that I wanted to get, we can go kind of go back and forth on is just this concept of fear. Fear is the driver or lack thereof, like he said, because in both examples of your framework, whether it's whether you're mean or nice, in both examples, he talked about the concept of fear. And he's like, you know, negativity, insecurity and fear, you're going to be mean, right? The other two, positivity, optimism, optimism or lack of fear, you'll be nice. So out of both of those examples, one of the things that was repeated was fear relating to your how mean you are or, or angry or pissed off whatever or how nice you are or calm or confident right so i i can tell you what i think but i'm curious what you think when when there is this when people are driven by fear in your opinion whether it's what you've seen, what you've experienced, maybe personally, or like in other people, how they react to situations. How do you think that plays a role in their ability to handle that adversity that they're going through? Well, I think there's a fine line between like fear and being prepared. Mm -hmm. um, fear can be on different levels but i think if you're just making decisions because you're scared of something happening like there's so many opportunities that you can completely miss because you were scared yeah to to jump in on them i mean take like facebook or google for example when that stuff first hit like google first right in the 2000s it's the new millennium of, of technology and, and everything. Um, and people were, you know, they were either just like, oh, that's stupid. That's never going to, that's right. never going to work. So maybe th fear didn't play a part for a lot of people, but some people were like, mm, I have a, I have a weird feeling about this, but I'm not going to put any money into it because I'm just scared. It's not going to work out. Yeah. Had they put in, I think. I read a stat like a couple of years ago that said, if you just put in the amount of money that it costs to buy a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Yeah. When, yeah. When Google first started, you would be a millionaire right now. Mm. $5. Yeah. Six bucks, whatever a cup of coffee costs at Starbucks now, probably $20 now. <laughs> like if you were just, if you just put that much money in, yep. you'd be a millionaire now. Think about if now, if you put a thousand dollars in, right. holy shit. But that, that fear that people had of like, I don't want to go in on this because I'm scared. Like you just missed out on becoming a millionaire pretty much overnight. Yeah. Like boom, yeah. without doing without anything, doing anything. Yeah. except just putting a little bit of money in there. Yeah. And so I think fear operating out of fear one you're going to miss a shit ton of opportunities that could go either way but if you're optimistic you're taking a chance on possibly changing your life for the better in a huge way mm -hmm. but the other thing if you're constantly operating out of fear you're just going to be in this perpetual state of anxiety like everything you do if you're like i got to do this because i'm afraid of this or let's take COVID, for example. 
like how much fear did that instill in the whole fucking world? And people lost friendships. People lost relationships with family members. I mean, all kinds of even worse shit. Businesses went out of business. Like people lost a bunch of money because they were scared of this thing that the government was telling us to be afraid of. Right. And last week, the CDC comes out and says all this other stuff, which I think there's a reason behind that. Midterms are coming up. Yeah. Gas prices are going down. Mm-hmm. Let's use our brains. Yeah. yeah. This shit is seemingly getting better now for a reason. So when you go to vote, let's make sure we're using our brains and common sense here and look at everything. And just remember the last two fucking years. Don't fucking forget Honestly. that shit like it never happened. Well, it's like, better now. So no, don't forget that shit. And I was just like on that, we get off topic and get back on but i'm just on that part i'm just like people literally lost jobs and careers because of their unwillingness to just buy in to what they're being told yep the vaccine and shit like that and i'm like yeah just that just don't forget that shit it i i'm it's safe to say i feel like that there are people who were for the vaccine, but just not for it for themselves mm-hmm. and ended up because they didn't get it, got fired, got laid off, whatever. Yep. And, you know, maybe even uh, within those people, those were people who voted for Biden. So it's like to those people, like, don't be a, it's okay to be like, man, I fucking misread that shit. Yep. Like, just pay attention. Like, pay attention to history, pay attention to what you had to live through and understand that, like, you spot on. Like, there's a reason things things seem, oh, we're kind of getting back to normal. Yeah. Right? There's a reason for that. But that was just my rant. And they did it once. Don't think that they ain't going to try to do it. They're already trying with this monkeypox bullshit. They're already trying and, like, running the same fucking play as if all of us had blindfolds on and earplugs and didn't see what was going on. And they're trying to run the same damn play. Yeah. Like just, just be smart and use your minds. And also I know, I mean, some of y'all might be thinking like with the COVID thing, like, well, a lot of people died. A lot of people died. We know that we understand that we're not saying that COVID didn't exist. We understand that it was serious for a lot of people. But that falls back on, a lot of it fell back on, like, your overall health. Where were you when that shit hit? hit? Who did it affect the most? Those who were unhealthy. Right. So. Just like the common flu would. Exactly. If you were unhealthy. It's a lot worse. Right. So. But that apparently just went away for the past two years. Anyways. But But anyways. Fear. Fear, yes. That, like, when all that hit, like, everybody got scared. Everybody was freaking out, and it just caused all kinds of relationships to go sideways, bad. People lost their jobs. People died. Um, and it just caused just chaos in the whole entire world for so long. And that was because we were all operating out of fear. And you had both sides of fear, fear from people who were like fully bought in on COVID, like it's going to kill everyone. Mm -hmm. And then you had people on the other side that were like, no, this is un-American. 
I'm scared of what could potentially happen if we let them control us like this. Mm-hmm. And even people who are on the opposite side of the fence of like the non mask wearers or people who are totally against the vaccine, like even those people operated out of fear of what could potentially happen if we let the government get, get control. And even those people ruined relationships because out of fear started calling people sheep and, and we were those people too. I'm not going to sit here and act like we weren't. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, calling people sheep, calling them stupid for buying into all this shit. Like the major, the, the, the concept is the, the point of why I'm saying all this is we all operated out of fear to some extent and it ruined a lot of things. Yeah. So when you let fear drive you, like nothing good can come out of that. Nothing good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I answered your question. Yeah, you did. And my concept of fear a little, I agree with everything that you said um, for sure. But to talk about it in kind of a different light is fear is so crippling for so many people because honestly, fear when it's when it's crippling to me, when it's when I see people so affected by it and see how crippling it is to them and to their lives. In my head, I automatically go to to this other person. I don't say this to them, but I'm just like, your the amount of fear you have tells me that you feel like you're in so much more control mm-hmm. of the things that just are in life. And because they're not going a specific way you thought, you're like in panic mode right. because you think you can control how things happen and you just know how life's going to unfold for you. And we know that's not true. We know it's not true. And real quick, I think before you continue, I think it's it's important to note that you can use fear as a positive driver. Like Andy talks about all the time, why he goes or how he's able to go so hard so consistently is because he's afraid of going yeah. backwards for sure yeah that is a different that's a whole different topic yeah and i agree with that and um for you know the concept that gary was talking about with this quote it was more for like just how people view life how mm-hmm. people treat others right um and that's where again i'm like you treat up if you're super fearful like i was saying because you are like, this is how my life is supposed to go. This is how people are supposed to treat. Like you have all these expectations and when they don't go your way, which is why I have a problem with expectations, but when they don't go your way, you are now this mean, angry person because you're like, well, you should, you know, I, it should have happened this way or my boss should have treated me like this or my friend or my spouse, like whatever, like you, because of the expectations and you have those expectations because you, you know, just a concept, not this isn't a blanket statement, but there is a concept of it where you just have, you think like, you know, how things should go in your life. Mm-hmm. And when they don't go that way, now you're mad. Now you're frustrated. Freak out. Now you, now you're scared. Now you're panicking. Pessimistic. And then you're like, this always happens to me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Like, this is just my life. And this is just my luck, like shit like that. And I'm just like, it's because you are so fearful of, 
just honestly just letting life happen. Yeah. But that's a hard place to get You're to. Fearful of losing control. Right. And I'm just like, hold on, you don't have control. Like you honestly don't. There are very little Your things. job, our job as humans, in my opinion, is to wake up, be grateful, and go as hard as you can towards the things you want. Treating people right, being nice, being optimistic, having energy, enthusiasm, all of you know, our three words here. Like that's what I believe, that's how I believe we are supposed to be. And whatever happens throughout the day, understanding that shit's going to happen. We mm-hmm. can't we can't control how other people treat us. We can't control if we get in a car accident. Like we can't control situations and circumstances for the large majority of our lives, right? Can you control what you eat? Yes. You know, like there are aspects of our life you do control. But I'm talking about this this concept where people, it's mainly like when things happen to them and then they freak out and they yeah. get mad and then now they're mean and then they're just notoriously mean. And it's like, oh, did you have a bad day or something? And, you know, people can be like, maybe, but it's like the framework of your life is you're just, you're mean because you you have this, honestly, just this loser mentality mm-hmm. of like, why is my life this way? Why are these things so bad? And, and you know, I wrote something. This about, always happens to me. Like this always happens. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, that is just, that's a weak loser mentality. That's like, that's just not, it's not for me. It's not for you. And I know right. how we both operate, but I'm just like, on, in my mind, I'm just like, shit happens. You know, people are going to be mean to me. People are going to be nice to me. People are going to talk shit. People are going to encourage me. Like, I can't control a lot of things that go on in my life. But I can control how I show up. Right. I can control, like this thing said, being optimistic, being positive. And I know through those actions, I'm going to be a nice person. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sitting here waiting and looking for the next bad thing or the right. next negative thing, which a lot of people do. After when they think they have control and then they realize that all these things keep happening at some point because of their framework they're just waiting for it to happen right they're oh i when like when they say oh i knew it's like no you didn't you didn't know but because you were waiting for it and because you were putting it out there like that and because you're so negative what ha- and i'm just like negative shit comes back to people who are negative i mean and people who are like that the smallest thing is going to set them off smallest thing the smallest thing will set you off and like if you're operating out of fear and you're just an overall mean person, like the tiniest thing of dropping your cup or getting a flat tire or hitting traffic or waiting in a long line at the grocery store, like everything is amplified and it's way worse than it actually is in your mind because quote unquote, this always happens to me. It's funny. You said the flat tire thing. So if you follow me, you guys know I had a flat tire. Was that two weeks ago? Something like that. that. Um, Literally through me processing it, I was like, if if someone who was more short tempered than me, if this happened to them, because it was on the way to work, right? Mm -hmm. In the morning, not a great way to start your day at all. Um, I was like, man, this would be for people who operate that way or have a negative mindset. Ruined the fucking week. Ruined. I mean, your day is 
done or you're just waiting what else what else is going to happen all right what, what else, else is going to go wrong yep. and i remember thinking that and my first thought after thinking that i honestly like my first thought was like damn that sucks and then i go well get to change a tire today yep like that was my first thought and then my second thought because it was basically the tire was done for again people could be like no i gotta spend money on a new tire blah 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 my mindset and i'm not shitting you my mindset literally went to I am thankful I have money to go Buy get a, a new tire. tire. Right. Because there's people who, what would they do? Right. Have to ride around the donut for longer. Like I hope whatever. it doesn't go flat. Right. And that was just a moment for me where I was like, I, I had a had a moment where I could acknowledge the growth that I've just personally gone through. Because I'm like, little, like you said, because you said little things trigger people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, there I'm are sure. worse things in the world. Last night, my garbage disposal went out. Right. I think. I don't know for sure yet. We still We're going to find that to out today. But up until this morning when I got here, I was like, man, fuck, I'm going to have to buy a new garbage disposal right now in my financial situation. Like anything that costs over 50 bucks is a big, that's big. Right. Um, so I wasn't stressed out about it, but I had the same thought as you did. I was like, well, thankfully I have enough money to buy a new garbage disposal if I need to. Yeah. I don't want to, right. but it's not that big of a deal. Like, thinking of how little of a deal that is in the grand scheme of the world like i my garbage disposal went out boot like how many people will be pissed off that the sink's not draining and i even tried washing some dishes this morning in the other side of the sink and then the water started underflowing into the other side and i was like well fuck, guess i can't do that just gonna have to deal with it later like a lot of people that would that would just ruin their whole day and the fact that they have to go through the process of getting a new garbage disposal like well at least i'm in a house that has a garbage disposal like just putting your problems into perspective and it takes a lot of discipline because i did not i was not that person a few years ago like something a little like that would set me off and I would be pissed off for my whole day. Yeah. I'll just be thinking about how annoyed I was that my garbage disposal was out and I'm right. going to have to go through fixing it. Well, and I like even go back to if someone's like, okay, I just got to change my perspective, change my perspective. I'm just like, hold on. That's not even the first step. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who you hang around with matters. Like, Absolutely. I would say that's even more important because if you're just constantly around negativity, I'm not saying you can't try to change your perspective, but you're going to spend part of your it's day gonna or be a lot of harder. Your day, it's going to be way harder because you're going to be like, okay, yeah, change my perspective. But it's so easy to get pulled into negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative emotions if that's what you're constantly hearing. Like if your friends are. I mean, an example of that would be like, oh man, that's bullshit. That's stupid. You should get, you should be able to get a warranty that's yeah. fucking dumb yeah like imagine if that was my response when yeah. we walked in like oh fuck dude that's man damn i'd be complaining i'd be leaving a bad review like yeah and then that feeds into your already negative right annoyed thought and then it gets worse and worse and grows and grows and then it's just like now i'm just in this pissed off mood because maybe my little negative thought that i had is now amplified because mm-hmm. the person i spend time with is also enraged right. and is annoyed with me. So that confirms my already pissed off or preconceived pissed off feeling. And then it just builds and gets worse and worse. So yes, your perspective needs to be something you work on changing. But I would say even before that, just the simple concepts of like, 
who you hang out with, that makes a difference. What kind of podcast or um, what kind of content? You what consume, kind of content are you consuming? Whatever who do you follow on? Yeah, who do you follow on social media? Like, I think there are a lot of other things that you could probably start doing and working on to helping yourself mentally get into this state of like just constantly being positive, mm -hmm. being optimistic, being just this happy. And you know, to plug Gary again, but I'm like, he is just grateful and happy all the time. I mean, Not saying he doesn't have down days, yeah. but I honestly believe he's, I would say 98 or 99% of the time, what he portrays on social media is him Yeah, because he has a camera agree. on him constantly. Right. And so again, I'm not saying he doesn't get mad or doesn't get pissed off. He's a CEO and a business owner. It. He's going to, but I think overall he's able to even probably get mad, but then very quickly afterwards, his perspective is just like, okay, this isn't as bad as right. it seems to be. Mm -hmm. like, we'll be fine. And he talks about that in his book sometimes yep. with bad business deals. Or he talked about one time um, one of his employees doing a bad job for a client and how it was it would be so easy to just like attack that employee. And, you know, but it's like, no, let's let's approach this a different way. Like let's what happened? Learn. Yeah. Like there's a lesson to be learned here. So but that comes with his whole framework is just positive. It's optimistic. So he's able to be this nice, caring, outgoing person who a lot of people look up to. Yeah, and he even talks about how his dad used to not be that way. Mm -hmm. Like he talks about in his book, 12 and a Half, Kind Candor is it's basically positive feedback. Like kind candor is telling somebody what they did wrong in a nice way. Yeah. And so, like being a good leader. Right, being a good leader and – um just complimenting on them on what they do well, but then telling them what they did wrong and why in a nice way. Not like you fucked it up. This is why you fucked it up. But like, okay, you're really good at this, but here's the problem with this mm -hmm. and here's why. And here's how you can get better. You can do it. You can get better. So he talks about how his dad is from Soviet Russia. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and coming over like a lot of, a lot of immigrants, they have it so much worse than us. And so when they come over here, they're not big talkers. They just do. Mm -hmm. And so one of his dad's biggest things was like he had zero kind candor. He just expected everyone to do their job with no praise. Like that's just what it is. And I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. And I'm working on that too. But like so if you have negative people in your life, that doesn't mean you have to delete them. Just start leading by example. Yeah. But if you have overly negative people, like that's Gary V's dad. He can't get rid of his dad. I mean, he can, but he's not going to get rid of his dad, right? So he just continued to lead by example. And now his dad is this kind, candor person right. who is very up on like helping his employees improve as opposed to just bashing them and calling them stupid for doing something. Yeah. So you can help the people around you, but if they're overly negative, you either need to get rid of them or limit your time around them because that does affect how you handle situations. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And real quick before we move on, I want to talk about, I, I mentioned it earlier, there's a difference in fear and being prepared. Like, you know me, I'm very, I'm very much on being prepared for things just in case. Um, I do not operate out of fear at all like i'm never scared to do something because i never let fear drive me 
to or stop me from doing something. However, I am one to think through things and process and like make sure that we're prepared in case something happens. It's like, we'll still go through with it, but I'm, I'm always thinking, okay, if this happens, we need to have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. That's a different, that's a different thing. I'm not letting fear stop me from doing something, but if I'm going to choose to do something, I do want to make sure that I'm prepared in case something does happen. Right. So, which is, yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit more context on the difference in letting fear drive you and being prepared. Yeah. There is a difference there. So, yeah. And easy segue there. Speaking of difference, um, you know, one of our goals with this podcast and just our brand as, as a whole, when it comes to bigger movement, this health and fitness brand, but it's also, but it's also a lifestyle brand, um, which we are constantly working on and, you know, making good progress there. But one of the things we, we want to help people, I guess, kind of realize is like, they are so they are capable of so much more, um, able to do things, accomplish things. Honestly, what, as long as you're willing to do the work, like you can accomplish anything. It, mm -hmm. it, you can't put a timeline on it. Can't tell you how long it's going to take, how easy it's going to be, how hard it's going to be. How many times you'll want to quit? Like we can't talk about those things because it's all individual. Like who knows? Right. But the overall concept is like you genuinely, I believe everybody can accomplish whatever they want if they are willing to put in the work, right? Anytime. And be and be super super consistent in that. And one of the things where we wanted to talk about today with this new topic, kind of shifting into that, because you said the differences are. Is just understanding that you know when you look at someone who is successful who, who has done great things in any area in life whatever it is the main separator is the fact that they were able to and willing to consistently do the things that are very very simple and i say that because it's important to point out that we don't always have to make things complicated, right? We don't always have to think, oh, I should be doing this instead of like this thing, because now this is easy. And the other thing looks more, looks harder, looks more challenging, or so and so does this. So I need to like do that also. It's just like, I think if we, if people, or if we, you know, that's what we want to do is kind of help people understand like the progress is in the simplicity. Like that's where the progress is you. And the example is like showing up to the gym, mm -hmm. very simple concept, just show up. Right. Um, when it comes to food, like following your meal plan, just follow it, following your nutrition, following the guidelines. When you do 75 hard, how do you, how are you successful in 75 hard? You just, literally just, just do, do what is written out, <laughs> right? The very, you don't have to do anything more. You have to do what is written out. The very simple, can you read? Can you do? Like, that's it. And people get in their heads, though, because they're like, oh, I should be doing something else. I should, I should be doing more. And it's like, no, you're just being impatient. And you don't understand the power of being consistent and creating a routine and like just daily doing that day after day after day after day. And for us, understanding it's at least now where we're at in our lives, obviously striving for so much more. We have such a far way to go. But we do understand that 
man, this the the separator is in the the simpleness of what needs to be done, and like being consistent, right? right? How do businesses fail? Well, if you just stop, right? Right? If you just stop, like you can have bad shit happen, you can lose money, you can lose employees. You have to downside, like whatever. You can even go bankrupt. Go bankrupt. But the only way that fails is if you just decide, you know what? I'm done. I've had enough. I'm, I've had enough. I don't want to I don't want to show up anymore. Right? Because that's it. For a mm-hmm. business to continue, obviously, there's more detail. But the overall main concept there is like you have to show up. And then when you show up, you take care of the details. But you can't do that if you don't show up. Yeah. So for us, or I guess the question that you can kind of go in on a little bit is how has, whether it's, again, your experience or people you've watched or worked with in the gym, whatever, how has this concept of like doing the simple things and showing up, how have you seen that impact lives? How has that impacted your life? I mean, because you're, I mean, you're almost completely different than what you were last year there but even before that though like there's a shift there but mindset focus drive lifestyle Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's been shifted but through everything you've done there's been simplicity in that yeah for me personally it's been a process of about four years and again like i'm nowhere near where i want to be but I also understand it is just a long, continuous process that will never end um, because I'm never going to reach a point, to, you know, that I might reach a point where I want to be right now, like this preconceived image of myself, of my future self. I might, I will reach that. But once I reach that, like, I'm not just going to stop because when I reach that, that person, that level of success that I want right now, like there's going to come a new goal. There's going to come more success that I want. There's going to be, there's going to be even more just mental and personal gains that I want to achieve as a person. But to get to where I'm at right now, like it was just the simple things of doing what I knew needed to be done day in and day out. And for a long time there, basically when COVID started, I fell off big time and went backwards. What what simple things have you incorporated, whether it's been during, you know, when you first kind of realized these things or even the new shift since last year? Mm-hmm. What simple things have you, do you feel like you've incorporated that have been like the biggest? Well, one now just a daily habit is just working out. Mm-hmm. And some days it's just exercise. Yeah. Like there's difference in training and exercising. We've, we've gone in on that before, but um, one of those things is just consistently get training or exercising. Um, and another small thing is like, I do my daily stoic every day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is the first year that I'm doing it every single day. Like that was the thing I set out to do um, on January 1st of this year, before I even knew I was doing 75 hard on January 4th, I didn't even know I was doing it until the third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my goal for this year was to just read my daily stoic every day. Now, I will admit there's been like three or four days where I didn't read that day, but the next day I read yesterday's message. Yeah, right. Um, so my goal is to read every single page of this book. 
And I have been reading it over the last few years, but I just reread it every year. But just having that little thing, just one page a day of the Daily Stoic, like it helps me, it has helped me astronomically put my problems into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like reading that every day, just the little messages, I catch myself thinking about what I read. It's like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a deal as I'm making it out in my head. That was one little thing. Working out is another little thing. Just do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be crazy. You just have to do it. Eating healthily. Mm-hmm. Like before I really started my fitness journey, my actual fitness journey. Now I've worked out since I was in a freshman in high school. That was for football. That's not my fitness journey. That is, yeah. it's a part of my journey, but. Yeah, at that point, I was just working out for football to get stronger and because I had to. Yeah. My actual fitness journey started in, I think, 2017 when I was 222 pounds. And I was probably, shit, I don't know, in the 20s in body fat, like mm-hmm. in the 20% percentages of body fat. was not, I was, I was healthy, I would say, compared to most of the world. Right. Yeah. I was healthy. I wasn't obese, but I definitely was not lean and I was not in good shape in my standards. To your standards, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, so just getting my diet on on track and at that point in my life, like I didn't even know what a healthy diet was. I, had no, I knew what healthy food was, but I even had a misconception of what healthy food actually was. Like I thought I could eat all the corn and potatoes I wanted to because they're vegetables. Like, right, yeah. No, my, my perspective has changed on that, but just constantly learning and learning about food and like eating to support my training mm-hmm. um, has been a, a very small thing. It's it, I know that that could probably be super scary to people because it, it can go into like high depth, just detail. But for me, I just simplified it. Like, why am I eating this? Yeah. And there's times where I eat something just because I want it and that's yeah. okay. Right. But for the most part, I eat to support my training, to support mm-hmm. my goals. And as a, it's a very big umbrella, but when you just look at it as I'm eating to support my goals, it's not that complicated. It really isn't. Just look at whatever you're about to eat. Why am I eating this? Yeah. Like it's a very small, very simple thing. Am I eating this just because I want to, or am I eating it because it's serving me? answer that question is very simple. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that whole approach is exactly what separates people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, nutrition is obviously a big deal for people and it's a hindrance for a lot of people and, you know, why they can't overcome a plateau or get through that weight loss barrier or whatever it is. Um, But they just don't have that simplicity mindset. They don't, they haven't made I think it's because your mind is so powerful. I think if you think it's hard, it's going to feel mm-hmm. super, super hard. But and not to say that if you don't think it's going to be hard, it's not going to be hard. Right. That doesn't but, mean that. But yes. And but if you're telling yourself how hard it's going to be, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be way worse. It's going to be harder. And But if you're like, man, this is something I can do this. Like I can, you know, we can, I can be positive. I can be optimistic. I can kind of tell myself and tell my mind, I do that during workouts. Like something I say all the time is this shit's easy. Like I say that and I, as I'm dying, right. right? But 
the the kind of the flip of the switch that it creates in my in my body language right and you know being an athlete we know body language is a big sign i know if i'm playing quarterback and i look over to a receiver and the corner who's covering him or whoever's covering him is like huffing and puffing hands on their knees like body language they just look exhausted keyword look they didn't tell me anything right their body language is telling me a lot though i'm like okay we're going going that guy right um same thing for me in my workouts like when i tell myself shit's easy this shit's easy i got this come on stuff keep going like it's just it's just a reminder of like man you just your body language it it triggers so much more in your mind than you realize because if you're if you're you know hunched over hands on your knees huffing and puffing i'm talking about for a workout in the workout concept um but if you're doing that then in your head you're panicking also Mm -hmm. Right. And then if you're panicking, your heart rate's going to go up. And if your heart rate's up now, everything is harder. Yep. But if you're like, man, this is easy. And you're telling yourself that then your mind is like, okay, yeah, this is easy. Heart rate then is... I start to breathe mm-hmm. better because my nervous system, I'm out of that fight or flight. Now I'm in that rest and digest uh, breathing in my nose. And then now I'm performing better. I can go harder. I can go a little bit longer or whatever it is. But I say all that to say the, the simplicity, like we're talking about in body language, right? In your thoughts. And like we were saying, if you tell yourself, oh, something's hard, whether it's hard or not, it's going to make it harder. Mm-hmm. If you tell yourself something's easy, whether it's hard or not, you're more likely to keep going because you're thinking like, oh, this is, yeah, it's challenging, but this is easy. Like I can do this. Um, and that is the biggest separator between those who are successful or higher achievers than just regular everyday people. It's just how they talk to themselves, how they show up consistently. And for us, again, we just want to encourage you guys, if you are someone who's like, man, life is hard, or this weight loss journey is hard, or like whatever it is, just like, well, how are you keeping it simple? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you, what are you telling yourself? What are you saying? Are you waking up every day saying, oh man, this is hard. This is gonna fucking suck. It's gonna suck. It's like, well, then it's going to really suck. right. And you're not going to be in a mental state to push through because you're negative. And you can acknowledge that it's going to be hard as long as you also have the mental capacity to to look at it and say, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. And just going back to like who you surround yourself with as you were telling, just telling us about how you talk to yourself during your workouts and going back to who you surround yourself with, this memory popped in my head of when we were at HOA in 2019. And we had the weighted the weighted rope double unders. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. our our other teammate Allie at the time, she was not really good at double unders. She could do them, but she kind of tapered off after so many. And it was with the drag rope. And it was with the drag rope. So, so it's much harder on your shoulders. You have to jump higher. Like it's just harder. Yeah. And I specifically remember I was Allie was having trouble, so I tagged her out and I jumped in and I started doing them, and I started losing focus. And I could feel it in my face and I was just kind of panicking a little bit. And then with all the noise and all the commotion going on and all the, the music and the, and the people screaming and yelling, like for some reason I saw you standing right in my peripheral, right to my right. And I could still see it. And you were just, you could see the look on my face and you were like, Hey, you're good. You can do this all day. Mm. And, and I know you remember this too. Like, 
at that instant, my yeah. face relaxed. Yeah. And I just started repping them out. Yeah. So like having somebody or people yeah. around you that are encouraging you, like you really don't understand how much of a role that plays until you experience it. And that just kind of just their little words of, of, of motivation. Hey, you got this. You're good. It lights a fire in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you said, or you, you talked about me saying you're good. That is one of my favorite things to tell people during a workout. Yep. Me too. Because I know same thing you thought or same thing. Your whole thought process was the zit. And I love that those words, you're good help so much because it's my way of reminding them while you might feel like shit's hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. It's not. You're fine. And that simple reminder, like you're good. It just, I don't know. Like it just helps people. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm safe. Like, you know, that's the other, yeah. that's the other concept. I'm like, you're safe. You're good. Everything's you're, fine. Everything's okay. You can do this you know? all day. Um, yeah. And then when you hear that, it's so easy to just be confident. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm glad you think I'm good. Cause I feel like I'm freaking out. Right I, now. Yeah. It's like, I thought no, I was... you're good. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, it's just that simple reminder, but yeah, to your point, it is super important to have those people in your life who are just constantly encouraging, lifting you up again, the whole topic we're talking about right now is just making things simple for you. Right. And the simple, the simplicity that they, the role that they play in this whole concept of being simple is they're just that constant reminder of you got this. This is just that constant encouragement, right? That we, that we all need from time to time. Um, so yeah, I think the whole, the whole point of what we're saying is like, guys understand that you don't have to complicate anything that you're trying to accomplish. Right. And I think a lot of us freak out or panic because it gets hard because yeah, because things are getting hard, but it's like, hold on. How did you even get here? Yeah. Reel it in for a second. How did you sign up for a gym membership? Right. Mm -hmm. Easy. You showed up to that gym. Now you make progress and you lost weight. Okay. But now you feel like you're stalling. I get that. But you think stopping is going to. That's going to make it all better. Gonna make it better. No. So what's the answer? Be simple. Like you started out and keep showing up. Just keep going. You'll figure the details. That's what we talked about earlier. Like you'll figure the details out. Same thing with the business thing like we were saying earlier. Like the details will be there. But you can't figure those details out if you're not showing doing you, the simple thing. If you stop, up. you're not going to figure shit out. Right. So I think one person that comes to mind just right off the bat is Taylor Buckner. Right. Yeah. Like he is completely a 180 from where he was, who he was a month and a half ago. Yeah. And it seems like every day, just yesterday after Sunday fun day, like he came up to me and was like, I'm not the same. I know. I'm yeah. not the same. That's been, yeah. I was like, dude, I know you ain't. And it, and it shows. Yeah. He's lost like 20 pounds now. Mm -hmm. And he is just so focused and so he's driven. He's got his mom in the gym. I saw that he posted yep. that a little bit ago. Yep. And he's always on his stories now talking about like just encouraging whoever is watching it. Like, you got this. It's all right. Just show up. Just yeah. show up and just keep going. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And a month and a half ago, he wouldn't have been doing that because he didn't have that that confidence that he has now like he's not where he needs to be he yeah. know, he's not where he wants to be he knows that but he also knows that if he just keeps going that he's going to get there yeah 
And so he's he's built that fortitude in just a month and a half of like, hey, I know this shit is hard. This shit sucks right now, but it ain't going to be like that forever. Yeah. I just got to keep going. Yeah. Just got to keep going. Yeah. And now I remember, you know, him early on, just that was something I just constantly said to him. I was like, dude, just keep showing up. That's it. And then I had to talk with his buddy yesterday after mm-hmm. the workout. Good conversation. But one of the things I said, I literally was like, dude, I told Taylor this when he started, just keep showing up. Just get here. Just get here. That's it. And then when you get there, whatever there is for you, as long as you have the things in place that, you know, the people that will encourage you or or who, who will push you, you have a good environment, you got positivity all around you, like you can't lose. You can't. But... If the shit you're doing or trying to show up to is surrounded by people who are negative, people who are, are casting are fear, just yeah, like oh, are you sure you're gonna do that? That seems hard. That seems I don't know if you can. And it's just like that is where we lose, hmm. right? It's it's not necessarily, and for a lot of people, it's unfortunate because it's not like it's not that you didn't have what it takes. It's not that you didn't even have a good plan. It's that you were so influenced by other people that you just lost all confidence. Whatever little confidence you had to even get started, you lost it because of the people that are in your life. And we know that's true because of like yesterday's workout. Chris, Taylor's friend, trying to do that workout by himself. Oh, yeah. Would have. I mean, I don't know if you would have finished at this point. At this where point he's where at he's right at right now, right now? Yes. no. But he was in a room full of everybody, full of people, mm-hmm. doing what he was doing, or same, same concept. He had Buck in his ear the whole time. Me in his ear the whole time, too, because he was rowing right next to me. And every time, you know, we had a little break, you know, we walk around, give people high fives, tell them good job, keep going. Just like you can't lose. He did not lose yesterday because he kept showing up each round. He finished the workout. Mm-hmm. And so, if that doesn't show you you weren't if you weren't here to experience it, then that's unfortunate. You can still join at any time. But, um, but if that the power of like community and positivity and like minded people, people who are also these high achieving, desired people who want more for themselves, like they're going to bring other people along with you. And just we don't have to go into details, but like just the the act of kindness that Buck did. To help Chris get started. Yeah. You know, and we don't need to talk about details, but just that. And I'm like, that is helping Chris win. And that's Buck wanting to win and wanting to see other people win. Yeah. That's why he was able to help. Yes. Because he wants to bring people with him. And Chris is in the same situation that Buck was in and is still in Mm -hmm. as far as physically is concerned. And just Buck going through this inspired Chris to take take action. I'm like, I got to get in there. I got to do this. It's helping Buck. And we're in the same situation. So, like, I know I need this. I know I can do it. Because if Buck can do it, I can do it. Right. Yeah. And just, like, understand that, that the fear is not just going to go away overnight. You're still going to have that. Yeah. Um, you'll have that fear of this is going to be really hard. I might fail. Like you'll have that fear, but where that fear comes from is insecurity mm-hmm. and where insecurity comes from is lack of execution. Right. Yeah. So yeah. 
if you let those things rule you, like you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're not even going to get close. You might not even get started towards the person you want to be or the success that you want to have, whatever it is. Or you'll be that person that is constantly starting and stopping. Yes. And the only way to get rid of that fear is to get rid of that insecurity. And the only way to get rid of your insecurity is to execute and just show up and do. And that's it. And over time, that insecurity will go away because like with Buck's situation, like he's going to lose a hundred pounds. I know he is. Oh, hundred percent. I know he is. Yep. And once he does that, like he's already lost 20, he's already a fifth of the way there. And it's only been a month and a half, maybe two months. Yeah. And once he does that, there's not going to be a single thing that he looks at and says, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of his execution He's not going to be insecure. He's not going to have that fear of, man, I can't do this because he's going to be in a position where he already lost 100 pounds, knowing damn well before he lost that 100 pounds, he had those same fears and same insecurities. I can't do that. That's going to be way too hard. Yep. But he did it because yep. he just kept showing up. Yep. And over time, that's how you develop courage, lack of fear, lack of insecurity. I did this. I know I can do this. Yeah. Positivity, optimism, all that. But yeah. it all comes down to just keep going. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Show up and do the work. Show up, do the work. Keep things simple. And that's, that's and surround yourself it. with people who want you to win. Yeah. So cool. I love a good it. stopping part. Good stopping part. Another long episode. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Guys, we appreciate you. We love doing this. So keep encouraging us. One of the ways you can encourage us or some ways is simply sharing, simply sending more people our way, telling them about it in conversation, over coffee, on your social media, text message, a phone call, whatever. If this is a podcast that you enjoy, that you feel like you're growing from, share it, bring other people along with you, just like Buck's doing with Chris. And even with people that aren't, in the that he's not even I don't know if he's trying to get him in the gym or not, but like somebody posted this uh Instagram yeah post yesterday and shouted out Buck and shouted out that he's been going to Vigor and he really likes it. Just because he's we he know said that Buck's dude. talking about this gym all the time. Yeah. So like that know. stuff you guys do, that's helpful because obviously it gets more eyes and attention on us and then we can that's all we need, right? We just need people, we need eyes, we need attention, and then from there we'll do the impacting. Yep. You know, we'll help them. We'll set them up. We'll surround them with great people like we have here at, gym, at the gym. Um, but that starts with you because people trust you. Word of mouth is great. It's one of the biggest it's ways. The best it's the best form way. of advertisement there is. Yeah. Word of so mouth. for us, Good if or you guys bad. are ever like, man, they, they provide so much value. They help me so much. How can I help? Honestly, just tell people about our podcast, about our gym. And that would be, that would mean the world. So we appreciate you guys. We love y'all. Anybody got any questions? You, with your hand raised. All right. Love you. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. See you on the next episode. Peace.